Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. My name's Bob D, and with me for this episode are Adam Tudor. Hello there. And Colm Brown. Hello. This time we're going to be covering last weekend's hyperspace trials, and then we're going to move on and discuss the preview that's been released today of the new Hyena Bombers. Uh, so, first off, the hyperspace tournaments last weekend started with BD Games up in Stockton on Tees. Congratulations to uh, Alex Bruce. Bit of a travel for him making it up there. Alex was flying a, a list of Double Jedi and Double Torrent, which seems to be pretty popular. He made it through the cut that featured five Y-Wings and two lots of very classic Rebel Beef. Adam, have you played against the Double Jedi and Double Torrent list yet? So I've played against Ben a few times. He was using uh, an Anakin and Obi-Wan version with the uh, uh, calibrated laser targeting. I've actually played with it myself recently, and uh, I decided that I was going to stop whinging about them and pick up the Jedi. I definitely underestimated how good fine-tuned controls are. It offers them a lot of manoeuvrability, kind of outside of a normal activation window, with the way that it's like, you know, it's after you finish your manoeuvre. Um, it actually lets you fly through obstacles and still do it, as long as it's not a debris cloud that stresses you. So that definitely adds an extra degree of manoeuvrability that I wasn't expecting initially. That's, yeah, that's very good, especially with gas clouds, because you don't care that much about doing your regular action anyway, because you have the force. So yeah, yeah, you can it, just sail right through those things without worrying about it too much. Definitely makes gas clouds practically an auto take with them. Although having seen glass clouds quite a bit now, I do kind of actually not want to take them myself because I feel like my opponent can just fly through them, and like. I go round them and kite them through the rocks and stuff and then realise that they just don't care and fly through them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm surprised how successful the, the double torrent and Jedi list is, is being, really, because we'd all had the torrents down as just a, a fat Z95. And actually, they're, they're proving to be rather better than that. Well, I think that's... The, like, the main difference is that they've got the linked roll into evade like their their dial is it's not as good but it's similar in a lot of ways i suppose they have the white barrel roll so they can block a lot more without having to clear the stress so yeah probably they are actually better than the z95 i think the the five health is deceptively good for for how squishy they actually aren't like they do take quite a bit of shooting at if you if you have an okay green dice um they, they don't just explode as you might expect them to when you look at them and think, oh, five hole, okay. But when you compare them, so other lists that are doing well are like Rebel Beef. I can't, like a torrent just surely melts in front of Rebel Beef. And a lot of them have a lot of ways of mitigating any kind of bumping action. So I am kind of surprised that they're doing well. Yeah, I think, I think the secret there is that you have to try and not just give away your torrents as easily as as possible you know you mm. have to kind of keep them alive a little bit not just go in for the straight joust and then actually the, the jedi can do a lot of work if they're allowed to especially with the the 7b giving them and you know the correct number of red dice in my opinion they, they can do a lot of work because they come in potentially don't even take their force boost or barrel roll 
But then the Master Jedi, who have three Force, can take a target lock and, and have a pretty nice attack. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. And I suppose and then they... they just do some trading and then survive. Because they're never yeah. going to get caught by a B-Wing, are they? So no. if you can trade up, at least initially, you're fine. But yeah, I think in, if you're going for a, a four-ship Rebel Beef versus four-ship Republic it, of that kind of two-time two Jedi, if you, if the trade is anything like, I mean, say a traditional, I don't know what traditional beef is, but say it's XUBB. Yeah. If if it's if you trade the X-wing and the U-wing for your two torrents, you're you're very happy with that, I'd imagine. Yeah, I oh, imagine absolutely. you would be, but that sounds difficult to do. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, certainly in one round of, not in one round of shooting, but over the course of an engagement, however long that takes. Yeah, true. It does seem like a, a popular list because it's not the the only top table that the uh, the double Jedi and Torrance made this weekend. Paul Fullon lost to Alessandro Zaramella in the final of the Athena Games hyperspace down in Norwich. Alessandro's running. Duchess, Vader, and Fell, and I can see how that might outmaneuver the double Jedi torrents. <laughs> see, I would have thought that much of like having the torrents is quite key. Forget because those blocks really matter. So in a way, these two finals have gone the opposite to how what I would expect. But I mean, that's a good sign, almost right. It's you want it's uh it shows player ability. He may have had an impact there, but or maybe I'm just completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, Alessandro, he's, he's been flying Imperials all over the place for a long time. He, he, he very much knows what he's doing. And I can see if he's got a decent bid, I don't know the exact list, but if he's got a decent bid on the on the Jedi, then you can see Fel and, and Vader outmanoeuvring the Jedi fairly effectively and, and picking off the torrents as and when. Yeah, I mean, those, I think... those crits coming out of Vader are going to really, really be unpleasant for the torrents. Yeah, that's true, actually. I think they definitely will have the bid. The Jedi's only run on something like a two or three point bid, so the Imbases definitely will have that. And it, it does—it does seem like the the Rebel Beef has has finally come to the end of its lifespan with the the double Jedi and double Torrent, because the the Jedi are out are out PSing generally the Beef lists, and the Torrents are doing more or less everything that the the supporting ships in in classic Rebel Beef lists can do. And I think it may be the end of that cycle of the meta for Rebel Beef. Well, I'm not sure I'll go that far. Like, I think... So one thing I was going to say is uh, it's interesting that the four-ship Jedi, or double Jedi, double Torrent, has moved to Mace over Ashoka. And I think that is a direct response to Rebel Beef in that you can move after the um, after the B-Wings, the two I-4 B-Wings. But I don't think it's just as cut and dry. Like, I can definitely see that going the other way. I think it's too early to call. Yeah, that's that's fair. And we're still at a stage in the game where the, the quote's best lists have, have yet to distill themselves. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the beef comes in all kinds of shapes and sizes, really. Yeah. So just looking at that double B, U, X, so the Cassian Wedge, Braylon 10, if you just cut that to bare bones just with Leia as an upgrade, you have six points. So you'd be outbidding okay. the um, the kind of cut-and-paste Jedi list. So there's a lot of... I think there's a lot of fight left in that still. Figuring yeah, it out I think if you've got the bid, then you can you can 
make life quite messy for the Jedi. But yeah. Wedge still has a lot of work to do. Yeah. And the difficulty is that you find those in a, in a block of four, whereas the, the Jedi and the Torrents are not flying that way. The Jedi are, are, are floating off and doing their own thing and coming in at different flanks and, and surprising you, whereas the, the, the four rebel ships are probably going to want to fly together to try and max out the, the benefit of, of being close to each other. I mean, less true, I guess, with um, the double Bs and Wedge and, and the U-Wing. Yeah, Cassian's ability is out like range one to three. Like they get, they really can spread out quite a lot, and I think arguably that is the way you want to do it. You want to have maximum arcs coverage as opposed to just a single laser beam coming out the front. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to give you a lot more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I appreciate this is why the beef players use it, but Cassian's ability really gives a lot of utility to those B wings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Combined yeah. with Leia. It's just yeah. nuts, the stress control they have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, congratulations to Alessandro and to Alex. It's brilliant to see that both of those are, are going to have the uh, option to head off to, to Wills in the autumn. And we've just had a drop of what we can expect from Wave 5. Is it 5 four. or is it 4? Wave four. 4. Still 4. Okay. Getting ahead of ourselves. There are rumours that that wave is going to arrive fairly soon. Which would be would be out of sequence with what they've been releasing so far. But brilliant news if it is coming within the next three or four weeks. Well, the article did in fact say the sixth of June. So yeah, well, we'll see whether it, it works in Europe like it might work in America. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> but some some interesting stuff about the hyena bombers in in today's news. Just looking at them, kind of as the the base chassis so we've got an initiative one and an initiative three guy they've got network calculations so they can share their calculate tokens around and they've got a roll into a lock which is quite nice um so i'm just thinking in terms of pricing where they might come in so i think the most they're obviously very comparable to the tie bomber which currently the uh the initiative two sits at 30 points so i think they're going to come in lower than that yeah, I think so. I mean, they've, they've got one hull point less than the TIE Bomber. Yeah. And they're... I think the dial is th- arguably weaker. Um, well, there's no K-turn on there, I notice. Oh, no, they've got a 2K. Oh, okay. Right, okay, yeah. 2K and 2 Talon. Yeah. Um, which is less good than the TIE Bomber's um, K-turns. Yeah. Other than that, they've got they've got pretty much everything. You know, they've got the hard ones, they've got the hard threes. It's a it's a decent enough dial, although the blues are weird. The blues are weird, but those blue hard twos are just very good. It's just a question of did they make up for all the other weirdness, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean I don't think but I think you're right. I don't think they're as good as Thai Bombers in terms of basic stats and, and actions. Yeah. Not least because calculate is not as good as focus. Yeah, definitely. So on that note, just looking at uh, what the exact part is called. It's Bactoid Prototype, which is basically when it's uh, attacking, if a friendly ship with network calculations, so another hyena or a vulture droid, has the ship they're attacking locked, they can ignore the ordnance requirement, so the focus calculate or lock requirement of the attack. So they could, if a friendly droid has a target locked, they can shoot a barrage rocket at it, even though they don't have the focus action. Uh, yeah. So, but I think again, Seems comparing like that to bombers, it the bombers are like 
it's 37 points with barrage rockets that they can just fire themselves. Like, I think that's a really, like, nice point of, like, well, not kind of benchmark of efficiency, maybe is a way of putting it. They're just really solid for the points. But the bombers, like, they have to be quite a lot cheaper to make this kind of loop you have to jump through worth it, I think. Yeah. And it is a significant loop. Yeah. Uh, like, if I kill the thing that's got a target lock, you're just not going to shoot me with your ordnance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And at low, at low initiative, that's a real risk. The other one pilot that jumped out at me was DSB 32 C. So the interesting thing of this guy is at the start of the engagement phase, he can spend a calculate token to perform a coordinate action. As long as he's coordinating a ship that also has network calculations. And I think that's very strong just off the bat. You know, being able to coordinate basically at, you know, initiative infinity after everything is done moving is strong. You can give that thing that needs to get a lock a lock. Yeah, I mean, with that happening at the start of the engagement phase, he overcomes his initiative three issue. Yeah. And uh, very interestingly as well, which I'm excited to see, is this pilot, he doesn't have a red reload action. He instead has a red jam action. So this ship is like very, very distinct from the other, which I think is super cool. And they also mentioned in the article that different bombers will have different slots, depending on like how good they are at different things, which is re- really interesting to see. I think That's I'm really, really cool. glad they're exploring that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, what I noticed was the uh, the di- diamond boron missile spoil, um, mm. which I really like the look of those. I mean, it's it's three charges, range two to three, three red dice. You need a target lock. But you can spend a charge to effectively drop a mini bomb at range one of the, the target. Each ship at range zero to one of the defender with agility equal to or less than the defender rolls an attack die and suffers whatever damage is rolled on that, that dice. I thought that's quite cute and is, is a nice way of dealing with rebel beef apart from anything else. If, you're, if they're packed into a, a tight formation of four, you can absolutely have a crack at those. And against something like inferno squadron they'd be a real problem yeah. what do you think about those adam diamond boron missiles i think yeah they look interesting again it's another issue of they have a, it's a target lock attack so ps is potentially going to be an issue mm. although i know we just talked about the, the coordinating droid on the whole though i i do like that it's quite a nice counter to, I mean, the art is is it shooting at Y-Wings, so it's obviously designed to counter that a <laughs> yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, but a Y-Wing rolling a dice for a 50-50 shot of losing one of its eight hull, that just seems really underwhelming to me. Well, I think these have to be very uh, cheap to be good. Well, you, you can't overlook the, the fact that it's a, it's a three-dice attack at, potentially at range three without the bonus die so that's that's good just in terms of a raw attack it's solid so it's a and barrage it's price, rocket well yeah but if it's priced competitively with barrage rockets then fair enough and if you're firing it at a swarm if you have stuff that causes your list or if swarms cause your list of problems and if you're running infiltrator and grievous and a bomber then you might be very nervous when you see a tie swarm. Then all of a sudden, that missile suddenly becomes really quite attractive. I remain unconvinced. <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, you haven't tried to take on tie swarm with an infiltrator. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think this this missile will come down to how good that effect is actually in practice. Because if you fire a, a, at a Y-wing, you know, five ships warm, and three of them do take extra damage, you're probably quite happy with that, right? And I know you're saying they've got a lot of health anyway, but you've got to shoot them at some point. So if this attack gives you free extra damage, then great. I think it probably just comes down to how often do you do that free extra damage? How often is it relevant? Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, we'll just have to see. Yeah, and we've got the fuse mechanics that are coming in, so you can delay the detonation of bombs by a turn, which is cute. Yes, I really like those. It's because it's, it's a area denial, slot. isn't it? It's it, yeah, it's NIM on a wider basis, which some people may or may not enjoy. <laughs> but well, I like yeah. it. I, I really like it because it, it's it's sort of saying, well, you can you're probably going to want to fly there the turn after next, and uh, or the turn after this, and and now you don't want to fly there. So that's making me that's enabling me to force you to make some choices you don't want to make, which is is very much proper X-wing for me. Yeah, it's cool. My main issue with it is that I'm getting triggered because it's the old guidance chips artwork. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, it just means those aren't coming back. Yeah. Yeah, looking at uh, the right side. And then uh, maybe the last thing we want to touch on. Yeah. That leaps out to me is the new t- uh, tactical relay, TA-175, which is, after a friendly ship at range 0 to 3, with calculate on its action bar is destroyed, each friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with calculate on its action bar gains a calculator. So potentially, if you've got, say, an infiltrator and six vulture droids, and one of those vulture droids pops, all of a sudden you're getting six calculate actions. That seems all right. Well, again, pointing, because I think the tactical relay upgrades have been expensive i think they would they would really make the the sith uh, faction if only they would make them slightly cheaper i mean the five and ten point ones are really good but are they really good at five and ten points it's also a bit of a ship tax isn't there because it has to go on the vila lub if that's its actual name or an infiltrator or an infiltrator but obviously that cuts into your the hyper maximus Asian hyper maximization swarm that you've seen a lot of, or we saw a lot of anyway, of the full eight with all with energy charges. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to cut some of them in order to fit the ship in the first place. Yeah. I think for me also, there's the big question of like it's an ability where something has to go wrong before it to trigger. Like generally, you don't want to be losing ships. And it's not really something that's kind of been explored in X Wing, I think. There's no real mechanics where like you lose a ship and things go better for you. Um, I mean, the the you... dead man switch has, has always been floating around, but oh, no true. one's ever used it successfully in a in a tournament setting. Particularly, it's never been popular because even in even in the system open format, people are still sensitive about MOV, even though it's meaningless. People still have this idea that you know you you want to win big rather than winning little which is nonsense in the system open format, but actually yeah. people still care. And I think that may explain why, why they haven't been taking stuff like the, the dead man switch, even though the alt art is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think dead man switch also just inevitably ends up hitting your own ships. <laughs> yeah. Like ultimately with dead man switch, 
as you just said, it blows up, you know, your, your opponent goes, oh, you've brought that, cool. Well, I'm going to shoot that now while it's all, even though there are probably better targets, I'm going to shoot it all now and do a load of splash damage to yourself. Good job. Yeah. Whereas with this, I think the strength of it is that it's much like the discussion we had when hate was revealed. And it's like, well, do you want damage to go on Vader? I don't think you want damage to go on Vader, but you accept that damage is going to go on Vader. Similarly with these, the Vulture Droids are, what, three hull two agility? You have to accept yeah. they're going to take, that one's going to blow up. Like, the tournament's gone really well for you if none of the Vulture Droids blow <laughs> you're up. Not getting, yeah. You're not getting many 200 nils with, that, with those lists. No, 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 no. That's fair. If there's a place that's going to work, it's in this faction for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, exciting that they are spoiling stuff and also exciting that they are promising a release on June the 6th. Well, we'll see. And we're going to be back on Friday chatting with our friend Tom Reed about aggressive and passive lists and whether there is a difference between them and all that sort of stuff. Uh, in the meantime, it's goodbye from me, Bob D, and goodbye from Colm Brown. Ta-da. And goodbye from Adam Tudor. Goodbye. <laughs>